to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Quiz Wizard Chuck Bailey and Super Producer Ian Stimson. Reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> we three kings of podcasting are something, something back. <laughs> la, la. I didn't think that one through. Guys, we're back. The best ones, the three OGs. Yep. <laughs> Ian, what's your contribution for musically for us being back? I gave a song, you gave a song. Ian, come on, step up. He's going to press a button. Hey, there you go. Okay, <laughs> just just a button. How are you guys doing, yeah. man? It's been so fucking long since it was the three of us. I'm so excited to record right now. It has been a wave of emotions. Uh, today has been an ordeal. <laughs> I, I, I narrowly, <laughs> narrowly escaped volcanoes and, unbeknownst to me, floods in Sicily uh, last week. Yeah. Thanks for letting me know about that, guys. I appreciated your concerns, thinking, oh, he might be dead when I didn't reply to well, my phone on, on yeah. last week. <laughs> you were out of, out of uh, contact for a day and mm. i know you said you might be out of contact for a day but i've been in work and I, I occasionally cover some news stories and uh it was like massive floods in sicily yeah. uh but, you know potential loss of life and stuff and they were showing pictures of streets looking like fucking rivers and i sort of text oscar and said i think chuck that chuck might be dead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice a little bit worried about you we were quite worried i even talked to emily about it i was like emily we haven't heard from chuck in like 12 hours i really am worried about this guy i hope he's okay Ke- kelly asked about four times during the day have you heard from chuck yet have yeah. you, have you yeah, heard yeah, from yeah. chuck yet? so <laughs> chuck i guess we love you wanted to make sure you're okay meanwhile he's over there stuffing his face with 90 cannolis that's uh, no idea i only got to 16 um but I, I, uh, I was genuinely uh, ill-informed. I had no idea it was happening. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you had a good holiday. Yeah, I had a lovely time. Good, good job. Uh, just the two of you. No uh, Arsenal fans or Tottenham fans needed. Uh, <laughs> it was nice actually. Last week, yeah. yeah, just the two of you. It was lovely, lovely to listen to, and uh, yeah, glad to be back. Yeah, and we actually absolutely fucking smashed the fixture rundown. So that was good last week. Yeah, <laughs> and we're all back for episode 150 as well. Oh my god, it's 150. Woo! Oh shit, happy 150 boys Wow, that's a lot of fucking episodes Happy Pokemon episodes The proper Pokemon, you know, the original ones Yeah, well, not counting Mew, I guess Come on now, who does? Don't know what you're talking about Yeah, I mean I do, but anyway um, (laughs) It's pretty fucking cool, man Wow, episode 150, I'm glad we all came back, the three of us, for this one That's a big deal Um, But if you are joining us for the first time, thank you We're very happy to have you We are one American and two Brits And we try to talk about the Premier League, but mostly get distracted uh, and if you came back, thanks. We love you. Um, leave a review. Go on Patreon. Share it with a friend. All of that good stuff. Do do leave a review. We haven't had a review for ages. Yeah. And uh, we've had some new Patreons. So, you know, the Slack's kicking off. Let's get a review. Let's get a review or two. Five stars. Push us up the, those iTunes charts so as we're not just Hong Kong and Malaysia, which we are holding firm, by the way. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Long gone are the days of uh, Bermuda? Bermuda? Barbados? Barbados. Yeah, yeah, Barbados. Barbados yeah. For a that, yeah, that guy must have left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy left or is dead or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you're a Patreon and you have not uh, yet left us a review, then get the, get on that shit. You're giving us money. Leave us a review too. It's not that hard. <laughs> um, but right now on your phones, all of you, you know, go to the app where you downloaded this and then just five stars takes two seconds. I'll do the 50th episode. Let's fucking come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get to it then. Uh, we like to kick things off around here with our famous segment. <clears throat> Rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. It's the big story, gentlemen. We can't really avoid talking about it. It's all anybody in soccer is talking about. 
And that is co-chairman Rob McElhaney says Wrexham's big dream would be to reach the Premier League. McElhaney and fellow Hollywood star Ryan Reynolds are visiting the Welsh club for the first time since they were confirmed as owners in February 2021. Wrexham have been in English football's fifth tier since relegation from the Football League in 2008 and are currently 11th. Uh, no one has gone from our league all the way up to the Premier League, but some clubs have gone from the National League up to the Championship, so obviously we're going to try and go above that. Gentlemen, classic case of Americans coming in, not understanding the pyramid. No. Overly ambitious. No, it's actually nice to have Americans who do understand and appreciate the pyramid. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, sorry, say Americans, one American, one Canadian. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it when they stood there, like going like, well, I mean, is it possible? Like, well, yeah. So, Okay. Let's try and make it happen. And they weren't <laughs> they weren't doing a Newcastle where they said, yeah, in five years we're going to be winning all these trophies. Um, but they just said, you know, eventually it would be nice to, you know, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be best and elevated club, which I'm sure the Wrexham fans appreciate. Do they know just how much money that sort of thing's going to take, though? I yeah, mean... but it's not going to be their money. But, like, Ryan Reynolds has, like, his own phone company. He has his own gin. He makes millions from, like... He's probably got friends. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. It's yeah, a, all on DVD and on Blu-ray. At some point, it's going to take a stadium change, or so, you know, it's just it's 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 huge to go from that level to to even the championship. But I mean, I'd, I'd absolutely love to see it. You know me. I don't I, know, Chuck. It, it sounds to me like Ian is a little bit threatened. A threat. <laughs> It's another piranha in the tank. I don't need it. Exactly. Three years. Yeah. Three years time when they do a switcheroo, it's uh, he's, <laughs> he's going to be livid. Yeah, I do not need that. Uh, Wrexham getting promoted to the championship and us getting relegated to League One. Oh. Two. Although it would be pretty cool to see Ryan Reynolds <laughs> at Peterborough watching a game. You know, yeah. it's kind of nice. Yeah. Getting filling his lungs with asbestos. Oh, I mean, the best we've had previously is uh, Mike Tyson. So yeah. Why was he at Peterborough? I'm curious for that. Famous, that story about? Famously, I don't know. I, it Bite was one in, of them things asbestos? that pop, pops up that you're like, he was presented to the fans at halftime at some point. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Why? <laughs> yeah, no idea why. No idea Cocaine's why. a hell of a Very drug. Very curious. Uh, well, actually, that's kind of a natural transition uh, to something that boxing would have in common with soccer to our next story. Okay. And that is that a joint dementia care fund draft action plan is close to being agreed by English football's leading authorities. The Premier League, the EFL, the FA, and the PFA have provisionally agreed to an industry-wide fund to support players living with dementia and other neurodegenerative conditions. It has been two years since the PFA called for this kind of support, but the union's new chief executive told the BBC that commitment regarding the level of support had not yet been decided as the size of the problem still needs to be understood. Uh, every progress is good progress um, as we continue to move closer and closer towards actually taking care of the players. Uh, that seems like a good thing. Do you boys have any particular thoughts on the dementia care fund for former players? No, it's, it's nice to be that, that there's that. There's the former players. There's investigations being done into... Um, obviously just in terms of medical science and understanding of these conditions and how they can then be best treated within it. And then obviously there are the beginnings of preventative measures as well coming in into the sport. So it's kind of as much as we can do in all different angles. It's it's lovely, lovely to have that, um, especially as someone with uh, those conditions in my family and seeing like the very confusing, uh, upsetting directions these can take of whatever we can do to kind of 
understand the human mind as well as support those who are affected is it can only be a good thing so it's really good to hear all right well let's get to the actual big story then um and that is that tottenham have fired nuno and are look to be very likely to soon be appointing antonio conte former chelsea bots Chairman Dana Levy and Managing Director Fabio Patrici are moving quickly to secure a replacement following Nuno's sacking on Monday after only four months in charge. Conte 52 will hold face-to-face talks later on Monday, that is today, as of the time of recording, with an announcement possible as early as Tuesday. Uh, gentlemen, I think we can work under the assumption that Conte is going to happen because he wants, he's been not coaching for a long time. Oh, thanks. For some reason, Ian's taken over the Skype call and shared a picture of uh, Mike Tyson. <laughs> Wearing a Peterborough shirt looks photoshopped. If I'm if I'm going to be honest, no, no, I've got loads of them. You, I could share more if you want. No, no, that's okay. Uh, we're talking about something else right now. <laughs> oh, Ian. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Not um, derailing at all. Ian, as punishment, you have to give me your take first. What uh, What do you think about Tottenham finally firing Nuno? Tottenham hiring Conte? All of that whole situation. Yeah, it's it was obviously felt like it was coming um, because I think he'd been shielded by uh, Solskjaer. Uh, previous weeks it does it does feel like he wasn't given uh, it's a tricky one because Tottenham have been pretty poor but I don't know whether he should have been given more more of a chance here he was a Premier League manager of the month in August for his 3-1-0 wins 3-1-0 wins yeah (laughs) you know I don't I don't know I don't know what he could have done he was put in a sort of very tricky position where he was uh, how many down the list of people they actually wanted Oof, for the, the manager's job? Eight. He'd been rejected by Palace before getting that job. Which at this point looks like about the right order of things. Palace are better than Tottenham this year. <laughs> oh my God, that's a true <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I don't know You're what right to there, take Oscar. from it. I'm fine. But they, you know, yeah, he won manager of the month. Um, since then, September, um, if you saw at the table, they are 17th with six points out of seven games. They had like a couple of good fixtures in there where they perform well, but then they're just wildly inconsistent. But I think, you know, is the tonic to Jose Mourinho hiring not only a compatriot of his who stuck by a similar defensive strategy, but also kind of learnt how to coach from Jose Mourinho at Porto? Is it, you know... Was it kind of on the cards? He wasn't necessarily going to set them alight. You know, we look at how Wolves played and it was pragmatic for that level. It's very easy to say after the fact, of course, but I don't really know what, what they expected so much. Um, you know, if you look at the table now as well, like they're eighth and they're unexpected. They're, well, they are not eighth unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so they're, they're 16th. Yeah, they probably should have um, got rid of him. Good thing is, you know, Keeps Ole in a job a little bit longer because that's um, necessary. <laughs> Give him a few games to save his job. Then what happens after that? Who knows? He's fully in the Wenger zone, isn't he? Of just just getting enough results to just save his job consistently and just. I saw someone on Twitter know. saying that he's playing 4D chess because not only did he get <laughs> Nuno fired with his win, but now Tottenham are hiring his replacement. Yeah, absolutely, who would have been his replacement in Conte. And so Ole looks all set for the rest of the season. Like, who are they going to bring in? They're not going to bring in Antonio Conte. Nobody else is available right now that's worth the job, particularly. 
Um, but speaking of worth a job in Conte, what do we think? Is he, you know, I think it's fair that they fired Nuno. I think it was a bad decision to hire Nuno. I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, so that's a good point because I just want to make it clear. While I was sort of slightly arguing for keeping Nuno there, I just think it was a bad appointment in the first place. That's more what I was, yeah. what I should have said. Um, because it's just, I don't know what you expected him to do. You plonk him in that situation where he's got the cane thing to deal with and he's got no real authority because the players everyone knows and Kane knows that he wasn't Mm. anywhere near their first choice I just think he was on a hide into nothing yeah he would have had to do something pretty special to like sort it out because even when he won manager in a month like they weren't necessarily great 1-0 wins apart from I'd say the City one from what I remember was where they actually outperformed him and stuck to the system whereas the other two were just a bit sweaty but it was surprising because we had a new manager and Tottenham top of the league after three games. And that was what, you know, fueled that. But it was just, I don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting one. This. They've got their new, uh, relatively new uh, managing director or director of football or whatever it is, um, Paratici, who, Paratici, who, Paratici, who uh, appointed Nuno, which seems like a mistake now. But then, you know, when you've got fans chanting about... Levy out a mere couple of years after they've got this amazing stadium and stuff. It's it does seem like Levy's got to take some responsibility. For, I mean, he won't, but you've got to take some responsibility for for this because it looks like a, just a bad appointment in the first place. Mm. Why why Conte now as well? Why why would he be happy to do it now and not happy before? Because he turned them down before. So what's yeah. what's changed? He just got more bargaining power now. Or he's just getting increasingly bored and jealous of watching teams be playing and he's stuck at home not managing. Like, you know, in the summer he's like, eh, maybe not. Now it's a couple of months into the season and he's been watching all these soccer yeah, on TV. Yeah, it's winter, he's cold, he doesn't yeah. want to go outside, he's like, oh, <laughs> fucking hell. But do we think the players have to take some level of responsibility for this? Because um, who was it in his post-match who was Hoi very back. close to digging... Right, thank you. Was was very close to digging out some players. Um the season stats, right? So, so for I talked about distance covered. Uh, Fucking hell, we're talking more about Tottenham than Jeff did. I think this is fine, though. We could, we could, you know, we could deal with this and then move on to matches or whatever. But um, Tottenham are twentieth for distance covered, covered in the league this season, and that's that's a bit worrying, isn't it? The, the a team, the level of Tottenham when you've got, you know, obviously your promoted teams, your lower table to uh, your lower half of the table teams. And Tottenham are twentieth for distance covered. Do Tottenham have a particularly old squad? It doesn't feel like it. So it just it just no, feels like no. They have it. a lot of prime age players. Like it is overwhelmingly people in their mid to late twenties. There's a lot, and a lot of players they spent a lot of money on. Like I think if you combine Romero, Dombele, Sanchez, somebody yeah. like you're, you're knocking on the doors of 150 million. Um, Lo Celso in there as well, and you're probably at about 180. Like. These aren't scrub players or players that should be low based on transfer fee at least. And and mm. considering what we know about Levy and how he works as a businessman, you'd think he'd get a better value. But, you know, the only teams that have generated less, less XG than them are Newcastle and Norwich. Oof. Wow. And Oof. after 10 games, like, you've generated, you know, 10.3 XG. Yeah, and they have a negative 0.25 goal differential per 90. Yeah. Like, that's that's bad. <laughs> that's very bad. <laughs> Let's take the the sort of next side of it, though, which is, you know, you talk about, we said they have good, talented players, which I agree. Um, it was pretty fair to fire Nuno. Now we probably have Conte coming in. 
He is very much a win-now type of manager. He's won a title in five of his last seven seasons, a domestic title, something like that. Massive, massive winner. Um, I saw him come in at Chelsea. Uh, he came in after that really, really bad Mourinho season when we finished like ninth or something, and we were in 16th at one point, and we won the title. And we won it with, I think, the most days in first place or something. And we set the like wins record. I don't know. We had an amazing season, basically turned it around right away. Um, that would be the season where Alonso made his breakthrough, if anybody remembers Marcos Alonso's breakthrough in FPL. So this is very much a statement of intent of like, okay, we, we are keeping Kane. We brought in Antonio Conte. We are planning on doing something now. I think that he has the players and the talent to try to do that something, in my opinion, at least. Mm. But to me, the question is, what is that something? Well, this season, it's fourth maximum, isn't it? It's Europe. Yeah, Yeah. it's Europe, in whatever form that is. What I'm saying is this season, I just don't... I don't see Tottenham cracking the top three um, because they just look... That that top three just looks impervious to me. But but if it goes well, Tottenham could, could, you know, top whack could get fourth place. Mm. So do we think that that they are going to have enough then to catch Man United if he can start getting some out of Harry Kane, he starts getting Sun. Is that a reasonable goal or is it too little too late? Are they fucked? They're only five points out of fourth. You know, we're, we're very much we're very much talking about it. Like, and that's what's so weird. Like, oh, Tottenham are fucked, whatever. But like, they're in eighth. They're two points behind United. And if you believe Manchester United, Ole's the greatest manager in the fucking world or the man to steer into the future or whatever. Like, granted, as individuals, Man United have a better squad as in much but Tottenham have a good squad like they really yeah. do they have great players in there that and we've seen the potential and what they can do they got like fucking three years ago they got to a Champions League final they were you know they were pushing under Pochettino they did really well granted a lot of the the state of things overall in the league was a bit different but you get someone in like Conte like they just need consistency and if they if they have consistency, they can beat Man United. I don't think they have the talent to beat the top three, and I don't think that's an unfair thing to say. But I think if they can stay consistent with the talent they have, if it's Conte, again, we're recorded on Monday, who fucking knows? But, like, that's what David Moyes has done. David Moyes has stayed consistent, and West Ham are fourth. Yeah, I think that's a perfect analogy, except that Conte is even, like, several levels above Moyes, and Tottenham have, I think, better talent than West Ham do. So it's scary to me. Not scary. Not like actually scary. You know what I mean? But like sad because I love Conte and I don't want to see him at Spurs. <laughs> and I also don't want to see them being good again. Which this, yeah, this has the potential. I mean, especially yep. apparently being given 100 million euros uh, in January, which, you know, what does that get? A couple of players, I suppose. So it's, or a Kane replacement. Or mm-hmm. a Kane replacement. Yeah, well, if and if they get Kane money, as we said, that Kane money is probably going to be less unless he pulls his finger out. But... You know, it's a, yeah, I think it's a very interesting appointment for Spurs. It's just probably a few months too late to worry about challenging for anything serious. All right. I agree then. So are we saying they'll get fourth or are going to fight for fourth? <laughs> no. Fight for fourth, I think. I, I, I wouldn't yet say get fourth, yeah. Fair enough. I agree. Although if United change managers, then it's a wrap. Then it's like, why they wasted it yeah, anyway. Yeah, probably right, yeah. <laughs> like, if, if United get a decent manager in, there's no way that Spurs can catch them, I think. But whatever. Um, let's move on then uh, no, to, like, not really stories. Just we like to keep an eye on raising awareness for these things so we don't even have to really touch on them other than to mention them. 
Um, the first is that Watford are investigating an alleged incident of homophobic chanting during Saturday's match at Vicarage Road. The chant during the 1-0 defeat was reported to the club by a supporter. Um, and apparently the person in question said that they felt uncomfortable staying at the club or at the match and left because of the chanting. So fuck that. Fuck you guys for doing that. Don't be assholes and don't do homophobic chants. Uh, it is a chant that has come up at Chelsea as well. It, it makes his rounds around the league. I think most of you can guess what it is. Just don't do it. Just don't. Be bad people. Not that probably any of those people are listening to this podcast at this point because we say this every week. But, you know, if you have a friend, for example, who you know says some shit that they shouldn't be saying and they try to play it off as like a joke or whatever, fuck that. Call them out. Don't let this continue to happen. Uh, and let's hope that police action continues to be taken against people in stadiums because that has started to happen more and more and more, which can only be a good thing. Uh, and then the other sort of upsetting type story is Wilfred Zaha. I'm sure some of you have heard about this if you haven't. Uh, Wilfred Zaha has, has called on authorities to take racism more seriously after he was sent abuse following Crystal Palace's win over Man City. The 28-year-old posted a series of racist messages he had received on Instagram and then with the caption saying, I'm not here for all the nonsense that is being done instead of fixing the actual problem. Um, this message isn't for me to get a million messages saying we stand with you and it's disgusting or about me getting sympathy. I don't mind the abuse because nowadays it comes with the job I do, even though it's not an excuse, but my color will always be the real problem. It's fine. I'll always be black and proud. So, you know, not really anything I think that we need to comment on. We've covered up, we've brought up this subject many, many, many times, but Yet another instance of a footballer getting racist abuse. The messages were horrifying. If you look at the ones that he sent, I'm not going to repeat anything that they said. Obviously, the one the one thing I would add about that is pretty shocking about this story as well. I think it was all via, well, most of it was via Instagram, and uh, they said to Zaha that he should be uh, reporting each of those cases individually, and it's that's such bullshit. Like that still means he has to go through it and see it, and then report each instance individually, when we all know they've got the algorithms to stop it, but they don't because having right-wing, ultra-conservative, whatever people on their platforms makes them money. But Zaha's got to go through each message, see it, and report it, which is fucking ridiculous. With any of this stuff, it shouldn't be on the victim to be the one to make the fucking difference. Like, yeah. be it with the racism, be it with the homophobic chanting, be it with... Um, women walking out on the street at night or the the amount of people that is coming around at the moment about women getting spiked uh, in England and Scotland, be that by pills in drinks or people literally injecting them in clubs. Um, it's not on the victim to that. Like, you need to be observant of the people who are around you. Know your friends. Know the people that make these innocuous comments or that you think might be, you know, a bit suspicious and alerting authorities, stamping out that behaviour, not accepting it um, because it's it's just not fucking on. And we've all probably, if we can all think back, there are times where we, we think, oh, actually, you know what? That kind of makes sense with that person. And I don't necessarily talk about them now, but yeah, you know what? They probably were a bit of a wrong and like address that. That's, that's yeah. another great way of helping to fight whatever it is um, that, that we are, that in whatever little way we can in our own ways. Yeah, well said. Well said, well said. Uh, and let's finish on something nice for once. Um, and that is Australian footballer Josh Cavallo has come out as gay. 
becoming one of the few professional men's soccer players in the world to do so. I don't know if you guys saw the video for this. It was posted on Adelaide United's Twitter. Quite emotional, quite beautiful. I'll just read some quotes from what he said. Um, I'm a footballer and I'm gay. Growing up, I always felt the need to hide myself because I was ashamed, ashamed I would never be able to do what I love and be gay, hiding who I really am to pursue a dream I always wished for as a kid. All I want to do is play football and be treated equally. I want to inspire and show people that it's okay to be yourself and to play football. It's okay to be gay and to play football. Just be yourself. You were meant to be yourself, not someone else. Mm. Um, I believe he's the first active men's player at the professional level to come out. I know some retired players have come out before. Um, although there might be someone in MLS. I'm not entirely – I might be misremembering that story. But either way, a very brave thing, a very beautiful thing, um, powerful video and – infinite love and props to him for taking that brave action um, because that will be undoubtedly met with all sorts of vile abuse and vitriol um, but it is also going to hopefully be met with support and love that he deserves just for being himself and um you know long may that continue people being true to themselves and be being sort of open about that it's quite saddening in a in a way that it's 2021 and like someone's only just felt like they could come yeah. out like probably pure probability in number states like there's probably been a lot of footballers in pain or, or high having to always hide who they are for yeah. all of this time and so you can only hope that it it makes up for that yeah you're right it does seem like it's such a long time since justin fashionu and and that, that it just seems like it's it is a shame that it's like as you say statistically we must be talking about tens hundreds professional footballers yeah, there's some debate as to the number, but the closest estimates uh, are somewhere around 10% of the population yeah. of the male identi- population identify as gay. Um, so, you know, statistically, one in every starting lineup on yeah. average. The more do you people, know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, the more people that can can feel comfortable enough to do this. And I don't, you know, it's very easy to go, oh, sort of so brave or whatever. But, you know, you can't force people to come out before they're ready. No one should, you know, but it's just the more people that are able to feel like they can do this, the more it feels comfortable for other people, the more it normalizes something that is entirely normal. And then we can just sort of get beyond this macho bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Lots of toxic behavior in sports Mm. and fandoms in general. Um, in all sorts of ways. But, you know, it's lovely that someone is actually, like, speaking their truth. I yeah, think. absolutely. Um, but shall we move on to the soccer? Let's do some football. We shall. All right, well, we kick things off on Saturday, October 30th at 1230 England, 730 Eastern Coast, 430 <laughs> Western Coast US. It's all for you, Chuck. All for you. All for you, Chuck. And that is Leicester City 0, Arsenal Why does he do it? <laughs> 2. Uh, Leicester... Oh, uh-oh. Mr. Simpson, Adam wanted me to talk nice things about Arsenal because they won 2-0 here, but I think I'm going to need you to cue the jingle, please. No, surely not. Oh, they're better than they ought to be. Burnley of the week. Very good. Well, Adam, here's my nice thing to say. Arsenal can Burnley as good as anybody else because <laughs> Arsenal did not win the XG, but won 2-0. Um, getting a Goalkeeper masterclass in the second oh, half of Wednesday. I watched the highlights of this. I didn't watch on a Friday because um, – oh, no, that yeah. was on a Saturday. It was well, not either a Friday, way, I didn't yeah. watch. <laughs> I was playing Rocket League, I think. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah, I don't know. Masterclass, I saw the highlights. That goalkeeper was playing out of his fucking mind. 
um, Arsenal beating Leicester here. How do you guys feel about this one? Yeah, how t- the Aaron Ramsdale agenda <laughs> is taking a real fucking hit this year. <laughs> um, what, your, your Ramsdale agenda? Our? He would, like, okay. Our, so, yeah, fair point. So, yeah, yeah. I will stand by it that statistically, he was fucking awful and he'd just been relegated <laughs> twice in a row. Um, but if if we look at post-shot XG differential per 90 for this year, he is the best goalkeeper in the league. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Really? Well, how many minutes? Has he been the starting keeper all season for them? Uh, seven games. Seven games yeah. out of ten. Okay, that's a, that's a decent amount. And, and the three games he missed were the three bad games at the start of the season, which led to them being 20th. Um, yeah. And although Arsenal burn lead here... Um, if we discount those first three games and sort the table by points, Arsenal would be second and they would be fifth on expected points. Wow. So, okay. You know what? Fucking hell. Well, there there you go, Adam. That's some nice yeah. things. You'd be fifth on expected after the first three matches. That's very good, actually. You mentioned last week that we were harsh on them after the window. Again, uh, mm. Ian was. Roll back the tapes. I said yeah, that absolutely. I thought that yeah. for this point, it might be quite good. And I, I took that bullet. I this... said it. Was, I said I was the harshest. <laughs> Just keeping you honest and, uh, you know, making sure <laughs> I don't get lumped in with you guys. But it seems to be working a bit. There seems to be, like a bit more of an identity they seem to be playing as a team and you know i think arteta's doing a lot better than solskjaer even though the the table mm, would say true. otherwise um so i think arsenal are probably in a in a quite a good place at the minute sixth in the league fifth unexpected at post those first three matches mm-hmm. they're in good shape yeah they're mid table in total but like we can't overstate how bad they were in the first Three games like yeah, that is absolutely that's skewing awful, yeah. the numbers big time. Um, yeah, yeah, massively because they were twentieth after that time. So, yeah, they're 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 looking a lot better. It it doesn't necessarily pay me to say um, because, like you know, also a bit of good vibes and and nice times and teams playing well and and playing some decent football like good things. Yeah, absolutely. Smith Rowe continues to be very good. Uh, they they look like they might have hit upon something going forward. It's very. Up and down for them next few games. Watford, then Liverpool, Newcastle, then Man United, Everton, Southampton. So it's a bit up and mm. down, but um, yeah, I mean they might be able to they might be able to put a little run together. You never know. I mean Liverpool aside, no pointless European competitions. They need to travel well, exactly. to Azerbaijan. Yeah, yeah for, that helps a lot. You know, it's it makes a big big difference um, when you're talking about teams that are of that level. Um, so yeah, they're a little bit up and down, but you know, I'd say in the next what six fixtures, it's only really Liverpool as a concern. I don't think they've got a problem with Watford, Newcastle, Southampton. I don't think Man United no. and Everton are necessarily up to much. So no, I think I think it could be quite a good run for for Arsenal coming up to Christmas. I wouldn't see, I wouldn't be surprised to see them knocking on the door of top four. Yeah, I mean, speaking of knocking on the door of top four, I do have the five thirty eight projections. We are now ten matches hey, in, so these are actually go. worth talking about. Love it. Um, finally, I've been waiting to bring these up, and that. <laughs> They have Arsenal at 18% to qualify for the Champions League. That is, other than obviously City, Liverpool, and Chelsea are all in the 90s already. (laughs) Like, they're in the Champions League. Um, But Man United 34, West Ham 25, and Arsenal 18. Like, it's pretty tight between those three for the fourth place spot. Tottenham significantly lower from there for now. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Conte can change those numbers. Um, But, you know, almost 20%. One in five of making... Um, the top four seems pretty good given that there's about five teams competing for that fourth spot. That means that they're actually in the conversation there, which is fair enough. 
Oh, 538 have Peterborough 54% to be relegated. Fucking hell. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to tell you, Ian. Sorry. I saw that. I didn't bring it up. Fucking but. coin flip. Ugh, that's awful. Shall we uh, Shall we check in on Posh Island then, or since it came uh, up? Well, you know, it's... Hey, it's clean, we... clean sheet. Just not for you guys. <laughs> good. Thanks for that. <laughs> How does that help? That's how that works, There were clean sheets involved in all of our games this week. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We lost 3-0 to Swansea, who absolutely outclassed us. So there's, you know, you're just going to get that occasionally. Um, we've got Huddersfield tomorrow, but by the time this goes out, we'll have already lost to them. Huddersfield, yes. Yeah, so, Huddersfield. You know. Okay, that's the first time I've checked 538, and I'm going to shut and it down. And that's the last time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, let's move on then to speaking of podcast teams. We'll go to Manchester City 0, Crystal huh? Palace 2. You what? Surely those numbers are the wrong way around. What? <laughs> <laughs> you got to enjoy this, mate. Go on. Ram it up. <laughs> I love this team. I love this team. I love this team. I love this team. Um, annoyingly, FB ref for the numbers we use, and it's the only XG model that has it as a draw. Every other one has Palace, <laughs> has Palace beating Man City. Um, oh, cherry pick what you like, mate. Go somewhere else. It's just everything's so good. Like, and we've, we deserve this result. Like, it's been coming for a long time and people are noticing and this is kind of the proper stand up and fucking recognize that we're doing well like i said at the start of the season with our opening fixtures after 10 games if we get to 10 points that is a good amount of points and we've got 12 after 10 games and you know i know it's always much for much this in football and sliding doors and and margins and all that but like you look at the Arsenal and Brighton, we probably should have won those games because it's the last kick. That's an extra four yeah. points. And then if we beat Brighton, uh, sorry, then if we beat Newcastle, like we fucking should have, we'd be on 18 and we'd be in fifth. And that's just like unreal. And so, you know, our defence continues to be amazing. Uh, every Everywhere across the park, like it's just been incredible. Um, the, the start to the season and, and everything and... Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Well, th- well, this is it. You see, you say, you know, when you checked FB ref and and had it as a draw on XG and blah blah blah. Yeah, some people will claim you slightly nicked this one. I don't think it matters. You've had a lot of results taken away from you very late on. This is karma rebalancing itself. This is, you know, you can absolutely have this one, and it's not like. You know, it, when I say nicked it, I just mean from an XG point of view. It's not like City outplayed you. And yeah. I mean, granted, if they sp- had 10 men, they had 10 men for like... But, yeah, but they had 10 men because Laporte got sent off quite rightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because otherwise Zaha would have been in... Yeah. Was it Zaha that he took down? I think it was yeah, Zaha that he took yeah. down. Would have been in a one-on-one versus the keeper. So that's like worth a red card because it would have probably been a goal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they did that to themselves. I just find it, what I'm saying, the only reason I mention it is because you often get this with, oh, well, Man City were down to 10 men. Yeah, because they did something wrong. So, mm, do, you, right. do you know what I mean? It's like, I, I don't like that narrative of, like, they were down to 10 men, so this one doesn't really count. You Pep know? went like, really off. spiky and did his usual, like, oh, the referees are the boss, like, the referees are the, And, like, I don't know, I tried to see, it, it's difficult to, like, unbias yourself when it's your team, but you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, but the referee did that because, like, he has to send him off. Yeah. 
because it's last yeah, man and it's card. Ghost card. There was another game uh, of in the week where it happened though, and someone just got a yellow card, and it completely evades me now which game it was. Uh, it was Johnny Evans. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and then like he should have gone off, and so fair enough. But you can't really bemoan the referee and the way they were doing it, like. You know, when you look afterwards and obviously all the handbags at halftime, which was apparently Zaha's fault, and then led to obviously the racist abuse on social media because of the way of some pages portrayed it, saying Wilfred Zaha is involved, like very much naming him and propagating, like it's not his fault Laporte got sent off. Well, it is because he's just fucking better than him. <laughs> Bernardo, Bernardo Silva got booked, and if you watch it, like it's an incredibly cynical that foul in yep. nowhere. Yep. Um, yep. He, and he just kicks him in the leg no problem and then obviously jesus gets involved and city just lost their heads at that point they did and that's happened before when palace beat them quite a long time ago with like sané and de bruyne just completely falling apart anyway so they've kind of got that in them but then it's just weird that like then after that like it's their fault like the goal that was ruled out for offside like it's it's done by a computer that's not the ref and it was offside and it was what are you complaining about (laughs) it was offside yeah so that was just a bit strange, but especially because, you know, he's, he's quite an odd man, isn't he, really? So, um, <laughs> he? Mm. but I mean, just we're, we're coming into a really good run of fixtures now and I'm, I'm so excited. Um, yeah. I'm kind of allowing myself to be now. I set myself the 10 game expectation at the start yeah. of, you know, at the start of the year. And we're just... Well, I've got the season ticker for the next six up because I had it from earlier. So you've got Wolves, Burnley... Villa, Leeds, Man U, Everton. So from those six games, what is the points target, do you think? Fuck the fixtures and who the teams actually are from six... <laughs> like, like, I don't mean that as in disregard who the teams are, but just, just looking at it from a purely factual, from like, if we're going into those six games and we get like nine points, ten points, that's good. That's like a point and a half a game. That takes us up to 16 games played, 21 points. Like that's just ticking along nicely. That's good. You know, if we if yeah. we if we carry on the 1.2 per game average, we end up on about 46 points for the year. Mm-hmm. Which that's not I think, bad. I think you can I think you can do better than that as well. Yeah, I think, I think so too, but at the as a base level that's, that's not bad what, at all. And yeah. that's what's so great is that you guys are saying it like you're seeing Gary Neville and all those kind of people saying it more about how this team mm. are looking, how they're playing, that like we're looking better than we should be and we're also overperforming what the expectation is and underperforming the stats. You see what I mean? Like everyone thought we mm. were just fucked this year and they don't yeah. think that now. And also we're in, and we're in a good spot and we should be better off. Like Yeah. Uh, our it's our XG from open play, we're second in the league. XG conceded, sorry. So, like, you know, I've said it so many times, set pieces, shit. Like, I, that's what I was fearing, even when City were down to 10 men. But, like, the second best defence, if you look at XGA overall, including that, we're fifth at the minute. Um, Wolves, if Wolves concede more than, like, 0.7 XG tonight, we move to fourth. Out of 10 games, out of, like, the 10th toughest run, everyone we've played, apart from, like, Newcastle, is above us in the table. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such good things. Uh, loving it. Absolutely throw the fucking bag at Chelsea and get Conor Gallagher. And we are flying. <laughs> I mean, the fixture rater, I'm looking at the fixture rater right now, and you guys are favored in four of the next five fixtures. And that's depending on what happens with Wolves and their match tonight, how that changes the numbers. 
When the fuck was the last time that Palace were favored in four out of five fixtures? Yeah, Palace used to be a team you would target in FPL. Yeah, not that long ago. Like, really not that long ago. We yeah. were already recording. So, like, yeah, it, it's it's levels, Chuck. It's, like, it's mm. incredible how much you guys have improved this it's year. It's definitely going to be a consistency thing. Like, you look at the league in total this year. And, like, mm. it. I, I think so far, putting my own team aside, like, it's been a really good season so far like i'm really really enjoying it and seeing like the competitive nature and like the baffling nature of it as well and you know we're, we're not going to go into it for a long time but like brentford how great have brentford been they've been amazing they just got destroyed 3-1 by burnley and like and rightly so that went with the xg 2.2 to 0.7 2.2 by burnley like that no one no one fucking expected that that's just nah. so mad you know you've got liverpool who fucking typically struggled to Brighton after going what they were 2-0 up and they just fluffed it and the XG was even like yeah I hate Brighton but as an overall like this is exciting for the league for you as a Chelsea fan this week Oscar you know City lose to Palace when no one thought they would Liverpool draw to Brighton and then you just Mm. go out there and do exactly what you need to do against the shittest team in the league sorry the richest team in the league (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, you misspoke there that's annoying apologies so yeah not not a bad weekend for me sports wise obviously the the two rivals losing and Chelsea extending their lead at the top NRG making the the majors for the fall in Rocket League yesterday winning the second regional for North America good times man good (laughs) times um, yeah, let's. I mean, shall we go to Chelsea then? You just mentioned them. That's. But the only that's... thing I would just say quickly is that I've just pulled up Palace's uh, results because I was just listening to. Oh, is it the last say... four against City at home? Because that's the that's the one I saw on my TV. The last seven when we visited Manchester, one lost, one lost, <laughs> no. two draws, four wins. But what I'm looking four... at is equally complimentary. That is this right? You've only lost this season two games. in the Premier League to Chelsea and Liverpool. Yeah, two three nils to Chelsea and Liverpool. Um, five, that is not what Palace do six, usually. Six, this is, six draws, yeah. two wins. Yeah. Yeah, if anything, it's usually the reverse. Palace would get shithouse wins against Liverpool, Chelsea, and then yeah. lose all the yeah. others. Uh-huh. Like- <laughs> but they, and, and those ones, that was just like, uh, yeah, that team's way better. Like the, the, yeah, just, yeah, of course. Yeah. The City game wasn't a shithouse. Like, we've had no, shithouse wins against all the big teams. The Tottenham win wasn't a shithouse. It was no. it was great. And then we just, you know, you get the rub of the green sometimes in what is a very competitive league. Like you have to take give and take. Like, yeah, it's good it's good. I mean you could keep do you want to keep Oscar off of Chelsea for a bit longer? Say how <laughs> No, no, I, I I've given him one, no. <laughs> we don't we don't play like uh oh, oh, I can't no, I'll leave it save it for next week. Fuck it. It'll be too much. <laughs> I am oozing over here. Absolutely oozing. Ebrete Eze's back. He played for the under fucking twenty threes today. Didn't he get hurt though? I thought he got taken off in the second minute. No, that was a that was a fucking dickhead Palace fan doing that. Um, oh, no, okay, that okay, was, okay, okay. No, he played. I can't remember how much he played, and he looked amazing. Like he'd never been gone. He he busted his Achilles. Oh, you you lot. I was gonna say that but it feels quick. You lot should have relegated us when we were fucking shit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You're all fucked now. You had your chance. We don't we yeah. don't play a game where I don't think we genuinely couldn't win until the 22nd of January against Liverpool. So oh, good fight. There we go. Not bad. Not bad at all. And uh, that's all the time we've got, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, you guys have, have postponed enough. I'm putting my foot down uh, on the gas pedal the way Chelsea do. And that was Chelsea 3, Newcastle 0, Chelsea 2.1 to Newcastle 0.3. I'm not going to sit here and like 
you know, talk too much it's shit Newcastle. about us it's Newcastle. destroying Newcastle because it's just Newcastle, <laughs> as Chuck is saying. But 3-0, comprehensive win. They look good. Reese James, uh, left foot, right foot, both beautiful goals. Um, and once again, the 3-4-2-1 looking very sharp, as it should, against teams that it's supposed to look sharp against. Um, mm. Once again, Chelsea looking good without Lukaku in the lineup. I'm very, very eager, anxious. I guess anxious is probably a better word. <laughs> to see what happens when him when he's healthy again. When he's back in the lineup again, do we switch back to the 3-5-2? What's kind of the situation there? But for now, with him out and us playing 3-4-2-1, we're big, man. We're mega. We got Malmo tomorrow in the Champions League. We beat them 4-0 last time, and it was a spank on the XG. Another one here. It's nice to see Chelsea in first place. Chelsea in first place by, what, two points on Liverpool? No, three points on Liverpool, five no, points on City. I'm so worried about my team and your numbers. <laughs> I mean, our underlying performances weren't great. But, uh, we are still not favored to win the league, according to 538. Now that we're bringing in those numbers, City are 35%, Liverpool are 34%, and we're 29%. Oh, that's, um, that's going to fucking flip-flop like a motherfucker. That's like one Yeah, result. absolutely, yeah. United are currently 1%, and that's the only other team. So it is it is already, oh, like, right. definitively a three-horse race. Yeah, and they're 1% too high. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> there is a 1% margin of error. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They are the variants right there, Man United. I don't know, man. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't feel like I have much to say other than, fuck, yeah, that was fun. Like, I don't know, you know? Well, was it fun? Because it, it took, took a little while to break them down. I mean, they did park many buses, um, but like it did take a little while, didn't it, to break them down? It was... Uh... 65th, I think, was the first re-school. I mean, we were texting about it. Chuck wasn't watching, and he said, how's it going for Chelsea? And I said, we've had all of the ball, because I think we had like 80% through the first like 40 or 45 minutes. No, 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 you were on about 60-something percent, and I was very disappointed because Palace got At like... Halftime? Yeah. Or was that the final one? No, no, the final one, you were like 79-21, which is fine, because that's about what Palace had for possession as well, so I would have been very disappointed <laughs> if your team had the ball less than we did. <laughs> that's the yardstick. <sighs> but yeah, I mean, we were we were in their penalty area nonstop, so the first half, even though we weren't scoring, was lively. We looked likely to score. I'm glad that we didn't get shithoused. Because there's been a lot of situations in the past where we are all the ball perpetually in their area, creating, poking, prodding, and then we get hit on the counter. Um, that did not happen here. I mean, and arguably you have the most productive defense in world football at the minute because they've scored <laughs> they've scored 12 of your 25 goals in the league from defenders. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Well, no, sorry, because uh, Tuchel has specifically said today that wingbacks are not defenders in his system so maybe that's him you know getting around the technicality but you know it always seems you look, you look at Chilwell Chilwell scored what three league games in a row Reese James come back scores in two scores three in two um you've still got the threats from from set pieces Christensen Rudiger all that like you know it's a, it's just an interesting way to play like you know you've got the talent in whatever way and it, it seems to be like you know you've said before about the striker not working and obviously the system but if you can, if you can go three or five at the back, however you want to do it, and those are the guys that are going to bomb in late to the box because you're pressing the other team up so high that they shit themselves, and you can ping in balls into the top corner from the corner of the box. Like it's good, mm. it's good times, man. That's the thing. Go- goals from everywhere, you know, assist, assist from everywhere. I think Chelsea's depth is what makes me think they're going to do better over the season. 
yeah. uh, than than a couple of other teams. You've got players who you've got a couple of players in each position that just feel like they could slot in no problem. You know the the <laughs> the FPL rotation that people worry about is because you've got those good players. You know, yeah, you, we do you, have two at every position that are like yeah, you really top do. quality. And we are yeah. only just now getting Pulisic back. He hasn't played since mm-hmm. the first game of the season. Conte is only kind of sort of back and playing. Mount didn't play in this one. I was worried at the starting lineup because he wasn't in there. I'm assuming mm. they're saving him for the Champions League or next week. I don't know. Well, he was ill, apparently. He wasn't even in the squad, was he? No, he no, wasn't no, even in the squad, right. yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that of the two, I'm currently more worried about Liverpool. They're closer and their yeah. underlying numbers are a little bit better. They look a little bit scarier on the eye test. But... Liverpool are going to lose Salah and Mane for an entire month. Yeah, they're going to be hit pretty hard by the African Cup of Nations. Mm. Right, exactly. So, And Chelsea have a five-point lead on City, and you know the numbers are ticking upwards. We're not anywhere near City's yeah. numbers yet. But you know that five-point gap does help, and we have a great, great run of fixtures between now and then. So, But then Chelsea also have to disappear for that Club World Cup. That's in January now, I think, rather than December. So that's like... Yeah, but that's the whole weird team. One. So like... Liverpool are losing their two best players, but have to keep playing fixtures. Yeah, but we're it's just still, taking the time still out and coming extra back. Extra games that are pointless. Well, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, it's frustrating, and the like, you know, you never want to have to cram a bunch of fixtures later in the season when presumably, mm. hopefully, we'll be in the late stages of the FA and Champions League um, if everything goes according to plan and we win the trouble as we're supposed to because we're the greatest team of all time. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> no, no. You just you just need to understand. You just need to sit back in and allow Oscar's mm. path for the week to dictate how things yeah. are going to go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what I'm going to say before we start. So it's it's always good. Um, shall we touch on? I don't. I don't at all care. Sort and don't want to talk about Watford, Southampton. So I refuse. Um, Liverpool, Brighton, two two one point one to one point one on XG. Chuck, you mentioned this was earlier. Do we have anything sort of to add here? A surprising result, but a probably a fair one. Like what? Sorry. Just a blip on the radar. Yeah, Brighton could have won. I don't like that. Yeah, um, they could have. But let's just go on to and sort the table by expected goal difference per ninety. Oh, we're four <laughs> spots above them. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he clearly doesn't want to talk about this. So, Ian, Liverpool throwing away a two-zero lead to Brighton at home. Concerning or not concerning? Just a one-off fluke thing that happens. Yeah, I don't think it's super concerning just because Liverpool have been uh, so good lately. And and let's not pretend, as much as Chuck would like us to, let's not pretend Brighton haven't been pretty good. So it's, I, I think it's just one of those things, to be honest. No, was, you know, fair, uh, fair play to them. They're playing at their peak at the minute. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, I think you're right. Absolutely. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Genuinely being analytic of it, like... Yeah, they were unfortunate last year, but like I think this is about as good as Brighton get. I think in whatever cycle mm. they're in, this is what they can do. And I think that's quite yeah. fair to say that like I think they need to do more to be able to get higher up the table. Uh, as for Liverpool, I think it was a bit of a bit of a blip, but I don't think it's anything that's uh, particularly informative. I don't think. Yeah, I'm with you, Ian. I think it's just a one-off thing that happens. You know, you'll you'll give up a goal here and there. One point one to one point one two two. Like fair yeah. enough. Shit just happens sometimes. You not literally. You're not going to win every game. Like that's yeah. just not how that works. So we talked about Tottenham. So we don't need to talk about the match. The the good doctor concentrated on his football again. Doctor, doctor. Thank you. 
Yeah, that's it. He scored. <laughs> that's he scored. it. That's it. That's that. We love to see Sir Doctor Marcus Rashford. Sir Doctor Doctor Marcus Rashford. Sorry. Every time Solskjaer speaks, I hate him just a little bit more and think he's that much more of an idiot. This week, um, bear in mind how much of a comeback team Man United have been under him. Whatever you want to think about that, they have like an incredible record of going behind in games and getting points from it through individual moments of brilliance, blah, 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 whatever you want a narrative to be. But he literally said in a post-match, the first goal of a game defines the game so much. Like, mate, your entire managerial existence at Man United has not <laughs> been about the team that scored the first goal. You're an idiot. Well, no, he's cracked it now, though, because he played this formation that he's not played in 18 months or whatever, and he played uh, two players up top with a combined age of 70, so he's, he can do that every week now. He's cracked it. It's fine. 71. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. They've got the legs for that. No <laughs> problem. He is at the wheel. Look, as long as he keeps just getting enough results exactly. every so often to stay exactly. in charge and have Man United be shit long term, like, I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. It's such a stupid thing. Like, oh, he's got three games to save his job. Yeah, and then what? So he does all right. Those three games. <laughs> then what? Yeah. Once you start having those conversations, that's it. Game yeah. over. You're fucked. The only reason he's still there is because out of probably all the options in world football, he gives the least pushback possible as yeah. a manager. No one cares. Yeah. And it was a perfect game for him. Let's play Tottenham. We were going to roll over and get their tummies tickled. And it was just, you know. All right, there you go. Speaking of rolling over and getting your tummies tickled, this will be the last match of the week because we don't know what happened in Wolves-Everton. Uh, and that was Aston Villa 1, West Ham 4. Aston Villa 0.7 <laughs> to West Ham's 2.2. Three. Are we not mentioning Norwich Leeds then? Oh, it was the most boring <laughs> game in the world ever, apart from four minutes. There were three goals in four minutes, and that was it. The end. There Sorry. you go. Okay. West Ham. West Ham, though, continuing to be very scary and good. Matching Chelsea's underlying numbers all season long, continuing to do that here. Praise for West Ham. Chuck, go. Just consistently being well, uh, being really good. A Antonio didn't do anything here, and obviously he's been a big thing for them up front. <laughs> didn't need um, him. Didn't need him. Didn't need him. They, they share the goals around, uh, get them in. Obviously, Villa went down to 10 men. Um, you know, they did score a really lovely goal to start things off, and I thought maybe they could sort itself out. I, I watched about first half an hour, 40 minutes, I think, and, and just thought, okay, that seems about... Villa will be good and, and you know I carried on with my day and then came back and saw oh it's 3-1 oh 4-1 okay maybe not West Ham very good very consistent Aston Villa have spent 350 million since coming up they very much look a weaker team without Grealish this was the way they were last season without him when he was extended for long periods of time um, they are 15th in the league I think Dean Smith's starting to panic a little bit. Dropping Mings doesn't look like a great decision now, does it? Because Villa could not deal with West Ham coming forward at all. Mm. And I mean, it got to it got, when it gets to red cards because you're you're worrying about what's what you know team, teams pouring forward at you. It was it wasn't good, and I think we we might be looking at panic stations for Dean Smith now. Um, don't know if he's. I don't know what the odds are on the sack race. Actually, I should check that, but uh, it might be worth a little bet on Dean Smith because if this carries on, it's not looking good. Yeah, although in fairness to them, there's a not a lot of teams that are going to look at West Ham outpouring forward and be able to do anything about it. Like West True. Ham are very good, and and Villa are shit. I'm not disagreeing with you. Like Villa have been bad, and without Grealish, they are just bad. 
they didn't. Turns out they didn't make the right plays to replace his productivity. Well, that, none of the three they've they've never played together. Basically, yeah. they've all Leon Bailey's been in and out of injury. Ings was injured for this, and Wendy has only just come back in the last two games. That's why it's kind of like a, you know, I've said before, like if you do the money ball approach and you don't have those three players, you don't get the effect. Right. Really. Yeah. I don't know. And I mean, when you pick up injury prone players as your sort of mm. replacement for someone like that's what that that is part of the deal with them. That is part of the risk. So, you know, Danny Ings out through injury. Surprise. Shock and horror. Yeah. <laughs> Front page. That's it, though, I think. Which means, Chuck. What? What have I done? I get to hand off. Uh, what else do we normally do? I don't know. I've been on holiday. Shall we quiz? It's been fucking ages. Have you got a quiz? And since, you know, all the best three are back, may as well bring the best quiz back. It's time, gentlemen, for the bluffer. Oh! Oh! oh my, what a treat. Hit the tune. It's the bluffer, time for the bluffer. I'm not playing this theme tune on a child's toy. <laughs> he wrote it. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's the return of a classic. It is the bluffer. Really simple. I will give the gentleman a category. There will be a certain number of correct answers within that category, and they will bid up to as many answers as they think they can give. Call them, see them, hold them, fold them. Uh, something about um, smoking. What? Uh, if... I will give the three categories. Uh, I will throw to Ian first. Um, now, there is a bit of a theme around the categories-ish, uh, because obviously I've been uh, off travelling the world over the last couple of weeks. I think I told you about two days' notice I was going to Sicily. Uh, <laughs> known, known for ages. Um, <laughs> That's what we recorded on our own. Yeah, but before that, I went to Disneyland in Paris, which is, of course, in France. So I thought... Why not? Ian, there are 20 teams in League 1. How many of the oh 20 God. League 1 teams can you oh name? Okay. Um, I will go with uh, seven. 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 Taking Oscar's traditional first bid, seven. Yes, yeah, I did. Sorry. Um, Oscar, can you name more than seven? That's a good opening bid. It is a really bid. good opening bid. I'll go eight, just because I don't want to give it to Ian right away. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Let's keep it going. All right, we've got some more bids in. Can you go higher than eight? Uh, I'll go nine. Yes, right. We're going up to 50%, Mr. Puente. Ian is frantically writing. Ian, do you really have nine? Uh, not yet, no. He's, he's probably <laughs> on about six at the minute. I'm exactly on sync, you motherfucker. Thank you. <laughs> All right, take it at nine then. I'm curious. Let's see if you can do nine. Oh, take it God. at nine. Ian, turn the six upside down and you've got it. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, PSG. PSG. That's a ding. In crisis, crisis, crisis. Eight points clear at the top of the league and topping their Champions League groups. But Pochettino's about to be fired, apparently. PSG, yeah. one. Uh, Marseille. Ding, two. Leon. Ding. Three. Monaco. Ding. Four. Saint Etienne. Ding. Good one. Five. They are currently 20th in the league, so that's as close as you could have got to being wrong. That's uh, how it works. Mon- <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, Montpellier. Ding. Great one. Six. Very nice. 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 I've been saying nice so many times and you still didn't say it. That's seven. <laughs> Two more. <laughs> 
Uh, breast. Ding! <laughs> There's a team called Breast? That's amazing. Yeah. And I wrote them after Nice. Nice Breast. Nice Breast. There you go. So, um... What is that, seven or eight? That's eight. One more. One more for the point. Uh, uh, Rennie's. Ren. Ren! Fuck. Ding! Well done, Ian Stinson. Nicely done. Uh, Nicely done. You could have also had Lon, Leon, or Olympic Lyonnais, Strasbourg, Angers, Nantes, uh, not like that, Lille, Lorient, Troy, Clermontfoot, <laughs> Bordeaux, Rem, and Metz. So, let's close that tab. Point to the Stimson. Oscar, the other country I went to was Italy. Oh. So, how many of the 20 Serie A teams can you name? I'll start with seven before I know how many I can actually name. Seven. We'll be starting with seven. Um, I'll, I'll do what you did to me. I'll go eight. Yes. I'll go ten. Yes. Whoa. I think I think there's, this is a bit easier for me than the league uh, teams. Yeah. So yeah, that's for sure. Ten. You got a lot of big teams in Italy, big European giants. You take it with ten. You take it with ten. He's taking the 10, taking the 10. So, Mr. Puente, can you give me 10 Serie A teams? Yes, I absolutely can. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Juventus. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Juventus, ding, one. Inter Milan. Ding, two. AC Milan. Ding, three. Napoli. Ding, four. Roma. Ding, five. Uh, Sampdoria. Ding, six. Atalanta. Ding, seven. Uh, Udinese. Ding, eight. Did I say Lazio? You did not. Ding, nine. Fiorentina. Ding, ten. Oh, that was good. Yeah. And Sassuolo. I thought I was at nine. I guess I can't count. Well, no. Sassuolo would have been my tenth. Okay, well, <laughs> eleven or ten. Whichever one. You probably there got you it. Go. Either way, I got to ten. So. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes, very good. Uh, the only ones you missed were Verona, Empoli, Torino, Sassuolo, oh, Sassuolo you said, uh, Bologna, Venezia, who have lovely kits this year, uh, Genoa, Spezia, Cagliari, <laughs> and Salernitana. Oh, I think that went the way it should have. Well done, Oscar. Point Cheers. apiece. Very, very good. Uh, wow, Juventus are ninth in the league. Whoa! <laughs> What's Six, that about? 16 points off of Napoli and AC Milan on the top spot. So, Ian, it yeah. is now to you for the deciding category because this is a best of three. Don't know if I told you. Um, in Rome, possibly as we speak, 20 of those very important world leaders are meeting as part of the G20 to decide how little we actually want to do with all the money we have to solve <laughs> all of the crises in the fucking world. Yeah. 20 members are there. I say 20 members because 19 of them are countries. Mm-hmm. And I'll say no more than that. That uh, There's 20 represented in total. How many of those can you name? And only 19 are countries. So 19 are countries and one is a, I don't know how you would put it. That's a, that's a thinker. You're overthinking that, I think. Okay. Um, oof, that's, I will go five. Five. What? That's it? I'm in five. I'm in five. 20 richest Well, well your, your reaction, your reaction there tells me you're going to win this, but yeah. Yeah, I think I can name probably... How many? How many? Go on. 18. I, well, let's you go. You're going to bid 18? Eight. Eight. I bid eight. I bid eight. 
Okay. Okay. I think I could name all twenty if pushed. But shit. Okay. Right. Well, I will go. I'll go nine. I'll just go one. You'll go nine. This is for the point. Yeah. I'll go ten. He'll go ten. He'll go ten. He'll go here eleven. Do we hear eleven? Do we only get eleven? Well, I guess I've got. I think you really should. I don't think the confidence is misplaced. I think you should go. I think you should go twelve. I'll tell you what, Ian. If you if you bid, I'll, I'll let you try to go for it because I don't think you have this many. So you got to go. And I'd for rather it, Ian. watch you shoot yourself in the foot than win on my own terms. It's whether I believe. It's whether I believe that he actually knows all. I of do. Them. I do know all. T- I, he I know at least does. eighteen. I know that. Yeah. So so I'm uh, between a rock and a hard place now. I'm, well, no, uh, not necessarily because he would have to name eighteen, whereas you only have to name twelve. If I you didn't bid, say if you bid twelve. Wait, what's the bid at? The bid is 10 right now. Bid is 10 and it's Ian's bid. Sorry, we're getting way carried away ahead of ourselves. Yeah, sorry. So if you go 11, Oscar's already said he'll call you. I've got to do some quick writing. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, trying to think of who I've United seen. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, <laughs> Republic, <laughs> Dominican. Okay, I'll go, okay, I'll go <laughs> 11 and I'll just try to go on the fly. <laughs> what did you say? 11. Okay. 11. I'll go 12. 12. Damn you, Oscar. I know no, I said I would call saying. Ian at 11, but I'm yeah. feeling nice. I think he's going to call me at 12. No, that's right. Okay, for the listeners, let's just keep this short. Go on, Oscar. You name Oh, name no. You fucking coward. Yeah, I don't care. Go 13. No. Yeah, go, go 13. Believe in yourself. It'll be more fun to watch you flounder than to me to just list off 12 countries Believe I know. Believe in yourself. Content. Come on. Hashtag content. Oh, you think it's better content for me to be going... Right, so you're either gifting him a point right now, or you're giving yourself a chance at the point. And content. Do you, do you for want the to give yourself a point? The chance, at least. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so malleable. I'm so gullible. Go 13. Ian, I will 100% the 12 of them. Five, I promise. 13. All right, go, go for it, Ian. <laughs> Ian, you've got a name 13. 13 of the G20. 19 countries. I think you can do it for the record. They're all big countries. Just name big, rich countries. Yeah, and but you it's, can get uh, it's 13. Okay. Um, okay, Japan. Ding, one. Uh, China. Ding, two. Uh, India. Ding, three. Brazil. Ding, four. Uh, Russia. Five. Uh, Italy. Six. Uh, Just seven more, Ian. You're so close. (laughs) Um, Well, us, the UK. Seven. USA. Eight. France. Nine. You got four more, buddy. Okay. Damn it, he's going to do yeah. this. Um, I should have taken it. Canada. Yeah, three more. Okay. Um, that said, you're at you're out of the easy ones, yeah. I would say. Germany. Two more. I... Oh, man. Argentina. <laughs> one yeah. more! Ooh, Ian, one more, Ian. Come on, I'm rooting for you. I don't even care. You could do this. Who have I missed out of... Well, I can't tell you that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. See, I haven't named anyone from Africa at all. I believe there's two. Two. There is only one African country. So I've got to try and think. If, <laughs> so do I try and think of that African country or do I try and pick another South American or Asian or... I've done Canada, I've done America. Is there anyone else in Central America, South America... Uh, Mexico. Fuck, fuck. Play your music, Ian Stimpson. Yeah, Mexico. Hey. Can I try to finish it out, Chuck? Oh, yeah. Well, hang on. Let his music breathe first. 
<laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, that was fine. Right. Um, who else was that, well, let's see, let's see if let's... Ian had any other punts and see how far he was. Yeah, let's go. Any others that were on your mind? What's the African one? Go for the African one. Uh, I don't know. That's really tough. Egypt? Um, no, you're out. Nope. Dead. See you later. You're out. Well, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, out. Oh, South South Africa. South Africa would have been yep. one. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the African, African one. Uh, yeah. country. Right, okay. Um, Oscar, go on. South Korea? Yes. Oh, shit. Australia? Australia, correct. Australia? Turkey? Turkey, correct. Saudi Arabia? Saudi Arabia, because of money. correct. Mm. Because of money. Um, Indonesia? Indonesia is there. Oh, I've never got that in a million years. Is that all of them? Um, no, that's nineteen. I'm trying to see because obviously we didn't. I didn't really write it down. But what's the one that's not a country? Here. The European, European Union. Union gets a, an extra chair. Oh, mm. the EU gets an extra chair. Yeah, even with France. Je- okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah, the president president of the European Union is there. Um, I don't know. I can't remember which one we missed. I think that's all of them. Yeah, sure. Why not? Anyway, point to Ian. Holy well, shit. Fuck, I should have I should have kept going. Yeah. Ian, I'm proud of you, man. That 13 was good. Who knows what the score currently is, but it's a tie. That's what makes it a tie. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it's all good. 4-4, four, four, I think. Baby, um, shout out to you boys again for a fabulous job last week. So thank you all our Patreons for supporting. And let's do some fixtures for next Next week, obviously, Wolves are winning 2-0 as we speak. Uh, there's Champions League this week, Oscar. Yeah? Yep. Chelsea yep. play Malmo. Champions League as well as Europa and Europa Conference League. So we have a Friday night game on uh, the 5th of November. Fireworks abound for Southampton, Aston Villa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what, uh, what's the time on that kickoff truck? And I'm going to need that in three different time zones, please. Okay. Uh, it's eight o'clock. Um, nine o'clock if you're one hour ahead and ten o'clock if you're two hours ahead um, Saturday 6th of November we have got the Manchester Derby um, I guess I know Ole's probably going to win uh, that's probably what's going to happen um, then in the three o'clock slots we have Brentford against Norwich Chelsea Burnley and Crystal Palace against Wolves uh, the 5.30 12.30 9.30 slot or no time difference 5.30 slot is Brighton against Newcastle. Then on Sunday, we have three games at two o'clock, which is Arsenal, Watford, Everton, Spurs, Leeds, Leicester, and rounding off the week, West Ham, Liverpool, which then leads us into, guess what? Another inter-fucking-national break. So we will be coming to one of our lovely Patreon producers for a bit of a topic and see what we're going to discuss on this one. Um, But that being said, let's get the fuck out of here. So thank you very much for being with us for, I mean, we could say it's a spectacular, but 150 is a big milestone. Uh, leave us a review, patreon.com forward slash miles offside pod as well, please. Say goodbye, Oscar. Bye. Say goodbye, Ian. Bye-bye. And a big thanks to Johnny Worthington, Nate Whittam, uh, Mark Daffin, and Andy Pemprays. I believe, I'm not sure, but he might be from Sutton. <laughs>